4: Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. This is where we're living life like it matters. This is our hour of power. This is where we work on our noodle, our noggin, the one organ in our body that never has to deteriorate. See, ladies and gentlemen, we are a three-part being. You have to take a driver's license to get authorizations to drive a automobile on the streets. Um, you should be required to go to marriage counseling before you get married. We should be able to have to be counseled before we give birth. There's a lot of things that we need to be validated for, get authorized for. But you know one thing we never have to get validated for or authorized Hi, Vince. for? Vince that Barthol, is King running this body. Vulcan. That is running this mind. See, we're born into it, and we don't even know it. and We don't know how to use it. We don't know how we create experience. We don't know what to do. We don't, and so that's one of the things I like to do on the show. I like to teach you. I'm a teacher by trade. And we're a three-part being. We have a body. And, and, and there's rules to that body. It's like any machine. Your car's a machine. Your computer's a machine. As we do this radio show, I'm in Dallas and Lee's in Minneapolis. And, boy, there's a machine that makes it happen to where you and I can hear each other in, in live time right? There's a machine with all machines. There's machinations. There's rules. They're how they work. And your body, my body is the same thing. The body releases 63 known chemicals. And it's based on three things. And those three things you are in control of. But yet we work on autopilot. Because the majority of our experience on this planet is on autopilot. We're created to survive. We're made to live. And so you got to understand how the body works. And if you don't feed it, You have a low blood sugar and then you have a Marilyn Monroe moment, right? The little Snickers commercial where you think you're Marilyn Monroe or you act like Marilyn Monroe, right? Because your body said, hey, I don't have enough. My blood sugar's off. Or if you go a few days without food, your body says, hey, uh, I need some food for this machine. Or if you go too many hours without water, your body says, hey, I need some water for this machine, Or if you drive your car without gas, it doesn't go anywhere. Or if you forget to put water in the radiator, it blows up. Or if you forget to get oil and got my point, (coughs) there are machines. they have requirements. Your body's machine. And then we have a mind. And the mind runs the machine. And the battle is in the mind. And today, that's what we're going to talk about. By the way, the third part is the spirit. The spirit's, in essence, who you are. And that's why I can't really do pure true leadership training, without every once in a while touching in with the spirit, because who we really are is that spiritual being. But today, I want to focus on two of the three at Trinity. I want to focus on that one piece called the mind, because the battle is in the mind. And so today, I want to do a wellness check. Have you been infected? That's the question. It's like going to a doctor. And before you go in to see the doctor, you have to ask all these questions. Have you had a fever? Have you been around anybody with COVID? Have you, right? So we're doing a wellness check. And the first question I'm going to ask you is, have you been infected? Do you have any wounds? How damaged are you? What has it cost you? And now you're wondering, what's he talking about? I'm not talking about symptoms of COVID. Or the consequences from the Cobra effects of all the shutdowns, closures, social distancing. I'm talking about the symptoms from the propagation of fear, anger, mistrust, abandonment, rejection, of not being enough. It's all around us. The media pushes it. You get little uh, notices on your text, on your phone. I mean, social media has it everywhere. We're being put all this stuff, this fear, this anger, this mistrust, this abandonment, this rejection, people not being enough. And it's like an evil ooze is permeating our hearts, our minds, our relationships, our communities, our our countries, our psyche. And it is National Mental Health Awareness Month, May. That's why all week I highly recommend you tune into these shows. I'm really telling you that we have the prescription. You don't need to turn to a pharmaceutical uh, venue. Although you can, you don't need to be Sigmund Freud to help people. Although you can, what you need to know is that we have more control than most people realize. Between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is our power. It is our freedom. And that's why this week I've been unpacking our internal struggles in our most controlled environment, which is the mind. And today I want to ask the question, are you oozing? You know, yeah, when you get this infected, this this sore, and it's infected and it's pussy, and it's, you can tell it's not healed. You can tell it's not healthy. And there's so much stuff. Remember, we're like the sponge. I love the example of a sponge. Because when a sponge gets squeezed, the only thing that can come out of it is what's in it. And I'm going to tell you right now, there's only five portals of entry into our experience. We talk about this. We, Our brain is a sensory-based organ. Transaxial analysis, uh, neurolinguistic programming, and cognitive behavioral therapy all show us, multiple intelligence, all show us that the mind is a sensory-based organ. Every single memory, I was going to say thought, and that's true, but memory, because what do you think your thoughts come from? Your memories. Every single thought you have, every single memory you have, is made up of one or all five of the senses: something you saw, something you heard, something you felt, whether didactively or, or I'm sorry, whether um, tactilely or or emotionally, something you smelled or something you tasted. That's called experience, and there are only five coordinates to this place called experience. Just like I've been told by my friends who are pilots, if you give me two numbers. The right numbers, I can get to any place in this world. Those two numbers are two coordinates called longitude and latitude. And we have the same thing in our experience. And the problem is, we store things, we stuff things, we stuff, 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 and then snap. And I'm going to, you know, this goes on. It goes on all around us. And so today I want to share some of the examples of how this is going on and how it's showing up. See, fear is a big tool today, fear is a tool of powerful people. They intimidate. I mean, I was reading this article today about uh, these doctors are, are afraid to speak out. Uh, was the article? Doctor slam uh, Rachel Levine's claim that all agree on gender-affirming care, fear speaking out. They're afraid. Multiple doctors and therapists push back against Assistant Secretary of Health Rachel Levine's recent assertion that there is no argument. She said, matter of fact, no argument about gender-affirming care among pr- medical professionals who specialize in children and adolescents. However, that's not true at all. It's a lie. Several medical professionals told Fox News they have seen rates of gender dysphoria skyrocket. Why? Because we're creating it among young people in recent years. But that many of their colleagues are reluctant to speak publicly against transgender ideology for fear of both professional and personal retaliation. We can't even speak the truth anymore. I got this guy who I helped 10 years ago. Who's was a big part of our life. We helped him. He was struggling and all that. Uh reached out to me, wants me to reconnect with me, wants me to help him uh, put together this thing to go into prisons. Because, man, the prisons are messed up. Black needs to be training these people. So when they get out of prison physically, they get out of prison emotionally, mentally. So he comes by my kid's ball game. We talk. Good to see him. I've helped the guy a lot. He disappeared. He's back now. Uh, he wants me to help him. He told me all this great stuff. And so I hadn't heard from him for a few days. So I called him yesterday. And I was with my wife, and we were being silly. We got a lot of pressure on us, and every once a while, so we just get silly. And so I was just calling people I needed to call, and so I called Joe, left a message. It was toy, playing a little, little toyful. Uh, I hadn't talked to him for a while. You know, he'd come by and just reconnecting. And so that was yesterday. don't hear back from him. This morning, he gives me this this text. It just stuns my mind. I mean, it just blows me away. He says, um, he says uh, hey, I missed your call yesterday and listened to your voicemail did not appreciate it. It's okay to be respectful. It's okay to be a professional at all times. It's okay to love me as your brother at the time. I'm already working on things for us. Love you, brother. I always have. I don't know what that was about. He went off on this thing that somehow I'd, And I said, Joe, uh, maybe we should pause this a little bit. Undoubtedly, you got some stuff going on. We're, uh, we're playing, uh, and you're being triggered. See, ladies and gentlemen, you don't know what's in someone's head in their heart. You don't know who's struggling. You don't know who's been abused or molested. You don't know who's ready to walk out of life. And so today, we're talking about the secret of the ooze. I'm asking you, are you oozing? We'll be right back after these messages.
2: Leadership Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings follow Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult, and I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows, I've walked on glass, I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class near you. That's likeitmatters.net.
0: Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at Odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Hear the latest reporting and analysis on the big stories of the day on the Daybreak Insider Podcast. It's top-notch reporting from SRN News, along with the sharpest insight from Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Dennis Prager, Sebastian Gorka, and the voices of townhall.com. The Daybreak Insider Podcast. It's your first look at today's top stories. Available at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and at salempodcastnetwork.com.
4: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black. And today, we are continuing talking about mental health. It is National Mental Health Awareness Month. That is the month of May. And what we've been doing is talking about it because we are getting illogical. And today, I want to talk about a couple of things. Today, I want to talk about logotherapy. Today, I want to talk about emotional intelligence because that's really what's going on. And, you know, you got to realize who we are. See, this is why I teach you how you work. Because you would never get into a tractor without knowing how to work it. You would never get behind a, get in a pastor seat with someone behind a wheel of some kind of machinery that you don't believe they know how to fly it, drive it, to maneuver it, right? And yet we occupy this body. Remember, there's, uh, there's uh, the body uh, is not us. The body's our vehicle. It's kind of like if you go to a, an auto dealership. You see all the vehicles out there, they just sit there. Uh, even with technology, yeah, it can be a self-driving car and all that, but usually it needs a person to move that car one way or the other, whether they're in it or whether they're controlling the self-driving mechanism. The same thing. A body without a spirit, and they call it a vegetable, I'm pretty sure, right? And they pull the plug. The body's still alive, but the spirit's not there. Or the spirit's not there, but the body's still alive, right? You need them both, right? The body and the spirit. You ju- otherwise, you're just a lump on a log, right? And so you got to realize that there are different rules, different laws. There are different ways that this body works. There's a reason why we feel what we feel. There are different ways of how we this mind runs this body. That's why I teach about transaxial analysis and cognitive behavioral therapy and truth therapy and logotherapy. These are basic scientists. Because really, the key to the future is not the study of space, not the study of the ocean, but human behavioral sciences. How do you move people? How do people work? And see, that's why I sit where I sit today. You know, I've been doing my transformational leadership training for 30 years. This is my 30-year anniversary. Matter of fact, I'm going to Vegas today. We'll be driving. My wife and I are driving. I like to drive. It's a good classroom, the, the vehicle so we'll drive 12 hours a day, drive till 1 or 2 in the morning, and then drive six more hours tomorrow, and get into Vegas about 2 o'clock, and start set up the class, and be done about 1 o'clock in the morning, and get up at 6, and be done about 2 or 3 in the morning, and get up at 7, uh, and be done with everything, at graduation 5 o'clock, and then have some dinner, shake some hands, press some flesh, and then Sunday morning, drive 12 hours back home, and then Monday, drive six hours to get home, Monday evening, To get do this all over again. So why do I do all that? Because people matter. Because my outcome is to help people maximize the potentials they were created with. Because all I want to do is help people become the best possible version of yourself. And a lot of times I share similar stories. I say the same things the same way. And I do that intentionally. Because the mother of success is Repetition. Say it over and over and over. And the key as a follower, the key as someone who's learning from someone else, is whether you've heard it before or haven't, you listen to it as if you're hearing it for the first time. Don't finish the thoughts. Don't finish the sentences. Don't jump ahead to what the grocery list is. But you be in the now moment. And you listen as if you're hearing it for the first time. This is why people come through our class. They train it. Uh, and they come back again 15, 20 years later and redo it. Because when you learn something a second time, it sticks with you more. And we learn a third time and a fourth time and a fifth time, and when you learn how to apply it, it starts becoming part of who you are. The level of retention goes up. because knowledge that's not applied is useless. unless you're just spending your life going on game shows just to answer questions, then there's value. Outside of that opportunity, it's just a waste. As the writer of Ecclesiastes said, Solomon, vanity, vanity, it's all vanity. Vanity. Meaningless, meaningless, it's all meaningless. Without the application, it's just a bunch of information. And so what I do is I create environment in my leadership training. that I put pressure on people. I squeeze people because we're sponges. It's not to be mean. See, I put a lot of pressure on people in a controlled environment. And here's why, outside in the real world, it's not controlled environment. You don't know what people are gonna do. You don't know the Pandora's box that people have inside. I, I mean, I've talked to people that had people in my class and shared stories that would rip your soul out. Rip your soul out. Just like this guy, Joe, who reached out to me again. Well, that's my buddy. I was playing and toying with him. I don't remember what I said, it was nothing big. And all of a sudden from that, he got bent sideways. And I disrespect him. I did all that. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Here's a guy that wants me to do go into business with him. Wants me to help him. Well, I've helped 10 years ago. Who knows what I can do for 30 years. And I got triggered by some. I was laughing. and I can't even tell you what I said. It was a silly phone call. I thought I was talking to a friend. I didn't realize I was talking to a business person. It's silly. I got a friend I counsel. Very close to. And this friend, she's part of this um, a gaming group. And so they have all these people from all over the country, all over Canada, everywhere. And they get together, and they – I don't know all the technicalities of it, but they all meet regularly, weekly, and they have now for two years. Uh, and they play games. They don't talk politics, don't do any of this. But they have these little side chats where the girls have a chat and the guys have a chat. And there's certain rules. You can't talk politics. You can't do all this and all that. And this person I know, who was she was really distraught. She was really depressed. And, and I said, what's going on? And she goes, well, I just – you know, I'm in this group with this person, this person's an LGBTQT, she's uh she's got a husband, uh, who's a woman, you know, or she is a husband or whatever, so it's a it's a gay or transgender type relationship. They have nothing in common. This woman hates God and uh this other person loves God, you know. I mean my my friend, my client loves God and this other person hates God. I mean they have nothing com- common. My person I coach and counsel is more conservative. This woman's a bleeding heart liberal. she's one of those aggressive liberals you know, pro. So my friend posted on her website uh, just a, um, I think it was Facebook, I think it was Facebook, just some factual. something about um, Roe v. Wade. If they overturn Roe v. Wade, uh, it doesn't ban abortion. It just tends it back to the states, which is where it should have been, which is what it's supposed to be. Even uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg said that really R- Roe v. Wade is bad law. It's bad precedent. She kept saying that. It's going to be overturned because it's it's not good judicial f- process. And she's pro-abortion. She's pro all that stuff. And she even said that. And so my this person, my friend, just posted this little thing that said, you know, just goes back to the states and. Let's be honest. I don't care what happens. California, Massachusetts, Washington, Oregon, all these liberal places. Illinois, New York. New york uh, You'll be able to kill as many babies as you want, as many abortions as you want there. Well, I mean, no one's going to stop that in those states. You might have to drive there, but all these companies are willing to pay for you to go kill that baby. So they'll, they'll give you money and all that. So, But she, this person got really upset. And so I said something on my friend's thing, said I agreed with her, whatever. And this woman, who I don't know her at all, this transgender, we'll call her Cat, which is short for Catherine, you know, it's, but it's Cat. She goes off on me. Now, I don't read any of this stuff and all that. I don't keep up with all that. People go off on me all the time on Facebook. And my friend felt so bad that she defended me uh, and basically blocked this person off of her Facebook. And then pulled herself out of the chat room. And here's why. Because as they were talking after this thing happened... This LGBTQT person, this person who thinks everybody hates her, told my friend that uh, I know you never liked me. You've just uh, you want to change me. Uh, that you're this. You hate me all that. And my friend is such a sweetheart. That's the last thing my friend wants to do. My friend, even though doesn't believe with anything, her this person agrees with, loves on her. Wants to be her friend. Wants to be nice. And all that. And then the conversation. This, this lady says that, I know you've always secretly hated me. I know the only reason that you're a friend to me, uh, you pretend to be a friend, is because you want to change me or you want to prove me wrong. And you know, I know you hate people. And she's going on like, whoa. And then she goes on to say, M- and, and I know you're doing this because the only reason I'm your friend is because I wanted to educate you. I wanted to teach you. So now after all this, this woman says she's using her friend, she's manipulating this friend, my, my friend, to teach her, to train her. Because all her beliefs that she has about her and her lifestyle are wrong. Now She doesn't know any of those beliefs. But here's the thing. It's called projection. Happens all the time. My friend's friend or my friend's connection or associate, whatever you want, was befriending her solely to train her, to teach her, to educate her in the ways of LGBTQ, to educate her in abortion on demand, to educate her how cool and corrupt white christian men are this woman trashed me attacked me destroyed me says how self, how evil i am and i'm the cause of all problems and i hate gay people and i hate and and my friends like you don't know this guy he get, he gives his last dollar to help people he'll help anybody that needs help he has friends that are gay he he gives and has people come to his class or LGBTQT. and he they don't pay him anything he just gives it to them and wants to help they wants to connect with them But this is what you got to get. This is the anger. This is the bitterness. This is the hatred. And it's being pushed. I was reading this article here. They were interviewing people in Boston. And voters in Harvard Square told Fox News the economy and abortion access are among. This is what one guy said. I think if Roe v. Wade were to be overturned and what was the leaked memo becomes the final decision, I think that should probably be top of mind for all people. This is what one man Nick said. It feels like there are a few issues that are as important to us than that. So get this. The right to abort a child is the most important issue in this world. I wonder if you sent Fox News on a polling to, to Ukraine right now. And you asked these people who got their families slaughtered, who are living in bunkers, whose lives have fallen apart, if the most important thing in their life was to get an abortion. You know what the answer would be? You know what the answer would be. And so, ladies and gentlemen, this has nothing to do with abortion. This has nothing to do with LGBTQT or whatever. This has to do with angry people. We are being bitterly, angrily activated. We are being lied to. We are being forced against each other. And ladies and gentlemen, we got to clean this up. Because when life squeezes us, the only thing that can come out of you is what's in you. And how do we get things into us? What we listen to, what we watch, where we go, what we smell, and what we taste. Things aren't smelling too good. There's an epidemic. It's called Poor Mental Health. I'm Black. We'll be right back.
3: Take a listen to these words about Like It Matters Leadership Awakening from a recent attendee.
2: Leadership Awakening is like nothing else. It's incomparable to any other training that I've been through. And that's executive, professional, communication, training, to... How to hold a fork. It, the the leadership awakening is a deep mental experience where I was forced to challenge my mind in a way that I've never been challenged before. And it, it's there's nothing like it. There's, there's, there's no way to explain it with words. You have to experience it. Leadership Awakening.
3: Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening.
2: It's not only changing lives, it's saving lives.
3: That's likeitmatters.net slash schedule.
1: Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me.
0: Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. Did you know that the Freedom 1570 mobile app can do more than just stream your favorite shows? Here's cool feature number one. You can set an alarm on the app that will automatically start streaming Freedom 1570 at whatever time you decide. It's easy. Just open the menu in the upper left-hand corner, select alarm, and choose a time. You can set it to wake up with Matt Ray or any of your favorite hosts. Download the free Freedom 1570 app today.
1: Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio,
4: like it matters. Inspiration, education, and application. I'm going off to Vegas. We're going to change some lives, and then I'm coming back. And next week, we will have graduates, uh, people whose lives were changed in 48 hours. Ladies and gentlemen, we've had two years uh, of a pandemic. Before then, people were struggling. Since then, people struggle struggling even more. I saw that U.S. drug overdoses topped 100,000 in 2021, reaching all-time high. Can you believe that? Drug overdose deaths have risen sharply in the U.S. since COVID-19. Suicides are going through the roof. People kill each other. I'm just scanning the news. I just want you to see, remember, epigenetics. The science of epigenetics tells us that we are a community of 300 trillion cells, all driven by our environment. And the greatest environment is what's going on between the stimulus and the response in our heads. Um, Dr. Uh, – what is his name? Bruce Lipton wrote the book um, Biology of Belief. Uh, and he said that we've always believed that the nucleus drove the cells. And in that book, he says we've been wrong. And he's a microbiologist. He's most likely not a man of God. He's probably a Darwinist. Uh, but he said, we've been wrong. It is not the nucleus that drives uh, the cell. He said, it's actually a cell membrane. The cell membrane. And so, from that, and this is probably close to a quote, if not a direct word for word quote, he said, Technically, we are a community of 300 trillion cells, all driven by our environment. You get it? Our environment dictates so much about us. And this is why we got to be careful, little eyes, what we see we got to be careful little ears what we hear. we got to be careful little feet where we go because it's a slow fade. Men and women, we don't stumble in a day. Marriages, come on, long-term relationships, they don't crumble in a day. It's a slow fade. It's boiling frogs. It's the the camel's nose. It's more like the camel's nose because we start letting things in to our society, and then they start becoming normal. And then they start being condoned. And I don't care what you're talking about. That's how it works. You must make something normal first. Once it becomes normal, then the masses start doing it. And so there's this big battle for defining this word called normal. I I remember the emotions of normal people. Uh, It's a book that was written back in the 20s by Dr. Um, uh, Marston, uh, William Marston, I think his first name is William Marston, who's considered a father of adult learning. And the sad sad part is everybody wants to be normal. Do you know what normal is? It's a setting on your dryer. It's a setting on your washing machine. There is no normal. You're unique. You're rare. How do you make something that's one-of-a-kind Normal. How do you make a single stamp of Hornet's Wagner, whatever, the first one ever, that the only one left, how do you make that normal? What's normal since there are no other ones? How do you take a unique snowflake that's unique to itself and make it normal? How can you be normal when there's only one of you? Normal is a set on a drawing. What we're saying is we want to be validated. We don't want to have value. We want to know we matter. We want to know we're special. We want to know we're enough. That's what we want. That's what it's all about. That's where validation and affirmation, that's really what they're about. Pick me, pick me, pick me. Oh, my dad loves me. Oh, my mom loves me. Oh, right? We want to be special. And through our lives, we get a lot of stuff thrown at us. A lot of pain, a lot of hurt. And a lot of people stuff, 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 snap. Abuse, molestation, anger, resentment. And now let's be honest. Some of you might be okay. Some of you could be Trump haters out there, uh, and you think everything's going well. It's not going well. It's terrible. We're losing all rights. I don't care who's president. It doesn't matter Even if Trump was president. I'd say the same thing. I mean, gas is through the roof. Inflation's more than 40-year high. My car cost twice as much as it did a year and a half ago. Before we got this president, whoever's fault it is, maybe it's not his fault, but it's twice as much now. Gas in Texas, 419. When Biden was elected, we were under $2 a gallon, and baby food's running out. I went to a store the other day, and you could only buy two cartons of of eggs. That's it, limit. This isn't normal, and yet it's becoming normal because it's happening to everything, and people don't seem to mind because Donald Trump's not president. It's crazy. Uh, Here's some of the headlines. Reporters call for violence against pro-lifers. You hear that? It's okay to call for violence against people as long as you're the right people doing it. As long as you're not white, conservative, or Christian. Reporters call for violence against pro-lifers, said pro-lifers shouldn't have peace or safety until they're dead. But no one's complaining about that. Las Vegas woman faced attempted murder charges for allegedly driving car into crowd at In-N-Out drive through She got frustrated, got angry. South Carolina man dies of a heart attack while burying girlfriend he killed. He was in the backyard burying his girlfriend in a body bag and had a heart attack while he was digging the hole. And then that morning, neighbor called and said, please, hey, there's an unrespons- There's someone laying in the ground out there. They went to find out here's a dead person. And then afterwards, only afterwards they find out he had killed someone It was burying another body. How about this one? Florida Sheriff releases video of deadly target parking lot deputy-involved shooting of suspected shoplifters. Husband convicted in shooting wife but lied about it. it but it, the Fitbit sold him out. It's been, on, it's been working on that for like six, seven, eight years. White House won't deny that if Biden advisor, one of Biden's top advisor says all white people are incredibly racist. It's okay to be a racist if you're in the White House. Here's two congressmen, Stefan Hinson, demand FBA address baby formula shortages. Blame Biden policies. Family deserves better. You don't know this right now. There are people that can't get baby formula. Elon Musk go to war as experts' guest, new Twitter chief. Nancy Pelosi's house target by. Pro-choice press protesters abandoning she investigates Supreme Court justices who voted to overturn Roe v. Wade. Police investigating after a group takes credit for Molotov cocktail attack warns of more violence. Thousands of Austin residents experience power outage during the spring heat wave. NPAR abortion fact check criticized as wrong, deceptive. It's just spin. Former Alabama corrections officer Vicki White dies of self-inflicted injuries in Casey White manhunt. Texas woman shoots and kills husband after he says he's in love with another woman. White House says there's no violence against Supreme Court justices. There's no need to address the protesters. Amazing. This is what people wake up to every day. They see and they hear and they read. I got this article the other day uh, New York City churchgoers persevere in prayer. So here's people in New York going to church. It's Mother's Day. And, quote, the abortion divide was stark in New York City Saturday as members of a Catholic church prayed while a performer mimicked having an abortion on the church sidewalk. Thank God for abortions. All those channels. So there's, here's this person doing this disgusting state street art of someone aborting a child and groups, hundreds of people, cheering that person on. Thank God for abortion. Right outside a church as people wanted to service. Right, and in that church they were celebrating mothers. The incident at the Basilica's Old St. Patrick's in New York came up after days of frenzied rhetoric that emerged after a leaked copy of Supreme Court opinion suggesting that five of the nine appears to be uh, reshaping the laws surrounding abortion. As a, re- as a result, Saturday was a day of protest at the church during which a performer known as, ready, this is what the performer is known as, crackhead Barney, <clears throat> shared her vision. Now, of course, Barney is a male's name, shared her vision, so we can assume this is an LGBTQT person shared her vision of performance art with a crowd that came to block church members. So again, they wanted to keep their church members, keep people from worshiping God, wanted to block their church members from their monthly trip to a nearby Planned Parenthood clinic. They're terrorizing my effing uterus, she said, before later saying, I'm killing them, I'm killing the babies, and people cheered her on. Now, they're doing this outside of church. Later, she pretended she was having an abortion as the crowd chanted, Thank God for abortion. Amid the antics, the pro-life advocates continued to pray. The killing of innocent human life is always wrong, the pastor said. And so we're going to pray, and we believe we live in a country that respects and upholds the dignity of life. Lopez noted, this is the reporter, Lopez noted that the performer was willing to speak of Jesus in a mocking way that amounted to blasphemy to those wanting to get in church. God killed his kid. Why can't I kill mine? She called out. She wrote that the performer continually uh, certainly seemed to be looking for a fight, employing the priest, father, whatever his name is, a Franciscan friar of the renewal, who was repeatedly referred to as the B-word, to come out and face her in a lot of F-words. Although the crowd cheered, right? Anyways, Lopez recounted her experience seeing hate up close and personal. And here's what she said. As always, during these incidents, I'm overwhelmed by how angry and obviously hurt so many people are who showed up this morning. She said, pray for the people who wake up in the morning, want to protest people who pray for women and babies to not be pressured into abortion. But, you know, I gave you story after story after story of things like this. Los Angeles mother arrested after three children found dead in home. Police said the children ranged from age eight to twelve. A mother arrested, shot her two sons as they slept, slept. Police say now Bucks County community gathers to mourn. This just doesn't happen. It's unfathomable, a friend said. Everyone is just numb. This is the problem, ladies and gentlemen. We stuff, we stuff, we stuff, we snap. And people are so bitter, so hurt, so angry, so shut off, so alone, so mentally unhealthy. That they go numb and then they self-medicate with drugs or alcohol or promiscuity or or pornography or, uh, you know, fornication. It's just sad. And ladies and gentlemen, we got to clean up our thinking. Hurting people hurt people. You can ban guns. You can ban cars. You can ban liquids. You can ban all kinds of things. But people are always going to find a way to hurt people. Why? Because hurting people hurt people. And what I want to do is go in there and help with the pain. Because it doesn't matter what happens to us; it matters with how we respond to it. It doesn't matter what really is going on. What matters is what do we tell ourselves is going on. It is the narrative. It is the self-talk. It is what happens between the stimulus and the response that dictates how you feel. The body releases sixty-three known chemicals based on what we're thinking about, what we're bre- our breathing, and our physiology, specifically our eye placement, relational physiology. Those chemicals make you feel happy, sad, depressed. Ready to walk away from life or ready to give it your all to life. That's what we're dealing with. I'm Black. We'll be right back.
2: Leadership Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class near you. That's likeitmatters.net.
0: Sightseeing in Paris, at the Mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at Odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Get that Rakshak attack, Rakshak barbecue. To do you right, we take time for a while. With the
2: vast majority of media today leaning hard left, it can be tricky to find news that actually shares, let alone defends a conservative viewpoint. Hotair.com provides analysis and commentary from conservative writers like Ed Morrissey. Hotair.com.
3: Take a listen to this comparison of other training to leadership awakening.
0: For probably
2: two-thirds of my I mean, in 48 hours of leadership training in your program, it was just, it was dynamic. It was intense. It was powerful. You know, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing.
3: Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening.
4: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. And yes, uh, thank you for texting me, uh, likeitmatters.net. That is where you go to find out information. Everybody keeps hearing me talk about our leadership training, what I'm going to Vegas for. It's transformational training. I teach you all this. I can guarantee you a change life in 48 hours. I can guarantee you, uh, you will feel 20 years younger unless you're only 20. If you're only 20, I can't put you back in the womb. But if you're over that, I could make you feel pretty close to 20 years younger. I could put a swing in your step. I could put a sparkle on your eye because it's inside out. We got to deal with the inside out. So you got go to go the the, 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 the the base point. And the base point is something called logotherapy. Logotherapy, is, it's about there's an existential crisis in America today. Not just as our country. Who are we as a country? But who are we as a, 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 as a people? Who are we? Who am I? Why am I here? What's my purpose? Is really my purpose just so that everybody can have sex and get an abortion when they want? That's my whole purpose for existence. That's what people think. That if I can't get my abortion, then screw everything else. Really? If we're in World War Three right now, do you think abortion would be an issue right now? Honestly, do you think that anybody would care at all? you think right now if your kid came down with a disease that you needed donors for blood or hearts or organs. You think right now you'd be out rallying at a, a pro-abortion rally or anti-abortion rally? We got What's our purpose? We're lost, and that's why we get emotionally hijacked. We get the st- deep state, state-run media, get you, and then you're ready to go out and storm the Capitol, just like January 6th. That was democracy. And then some people got agitated up enough where they crossed the line, they trespassed, they broke some windows, broke some things. There was no guns there. The only person killed January 6th was Ashley Babbitt, a, a defenseless woman. who If she would have been a liberal, you'd, she'd have buildings named after her right now. But she's a conservative, so now she's just called a traitor. So you got to understand what logotherapy is. Logotherapy is the pursuit of meaning for one's life. Dr. Viktor Frankl had theories about this. He wrote Man's Search for Meaning. Highly recommend it. And Viktor Frankl's logotherapy is based on a simple premise that the human person is motivated by a will to meaning, And that's what's going on. When people have no purpose, when they have no connection to a bigger source like God, then all of a sudden their purpose becomes all the agitation of the day. Oh, oh my gosh! Uh, they're they're gonna they're gonna kill all brown people at the border. So we gotta we gotta march at the border to let them open at the border. Oh no! Uh, there's a kid that was here you illegally know, was separated from their parent and thrown in a cage. Oh my gosh! You're putting kids in cages. Well, have you been to Juvenile Center yet? I got arrested when I was younger and I had my kids with me. My ex-wife at the time accused me of something it was a lie. I didn't do it. She was with her boyfriend and her boyfriend did it. But my kids got taken away from me right in front of my kids. They saw me arrested, put in jail. My kids were taken away from me. No one seemed to care about that. I'm an American citizen. That was all cleaned up later. But it didn't cause me from spending a night in jail and my kids seeing me arrested and being forcibly taken away from me. There was no one crying for my kids, no one crying for me. So we've got to have a reason for life. It can't be just otherwise someone just grabs a hold of your emotion and tugs it. And so you got to know there's meaning in this life. Life has meaning under all circumstances. These are some of the tenets. All circumstances. That's why people are pro-life, even the most miserable ones. Our main motivation for living is our will to find meaning. That's why by the time a child is five years old, the majority of their map of reality is in place. See, we got to f- realize this. We have freedom to find meaning in what we do and what we experience. That's the key. And so there are what's called presuppositions uh, for all therapies. And, and uh, um, local therapy has some presuppositions. And the first presupposition is the human body is an entity consisting of body, mind, and spirit. And body, uh, Franklin was talking about soma, mind, he was talking about psyche, and spirit, he was talking about noose, your bigger connection to the universe. Life has meaning under all circumstances, even the most miserable. That's the ultimate meaning. This is difficult for you to grasp, especially pro-choice. Well, oh, that person this, that person that. No. God uses all the unfairness life, all the injustice life to make us better. We learn from our struggles when we overcome them. God cares how we stop suffer. Third presupposition of uh, a logotherapy is people have a will to meaning. It's seen in our main motivation for living and acting. When we see meaning, we are ready for any type of suffering. See, that's it. Without meaning, you can't have suffering. Otherwise, you suffer as a victim, uh, you cry, you complain, you're a poor victim, and then a victim left long enough becomes a persecutor. Assumption four, people have freedom under all circumstances to act the will-defined meaning, to activate the will-defined meaning. This means we're free to activate our will-defined meaning, and this can be done under any circumstances. This deals with changing our attitudes about unavoidable fate. Franco was able to test the first four assumptions when he was confined to a death camp called Auschwitz. The fifth assumption: life has a demand quality which people must respond if decisions are to be meaningful. What he's talking about is the meaning of the moment. It is more practical in daily living than ult- than ultimate meaning. You got You got to realize, unlike unlimited, I mean, I'm sorry, unlike ultimate meaning, this meaning can be found and fulfilled. Why are you here? Why do you get up each day? And now why do you go through the struggles you do? You, see, when you can understand who you are and why you're here and what's the purpose, it, you start reframing this stuff. The sixth assumption is the individual is unique. It deals with one sense of meaning. It's enhanced by the realization that we're all irreplaceable. you got to get this. There's no one out there like you. You were created for a purpose. you got to get that. And what's going on is we're lacking emotional intelligence, and that's important because we're getting emotionally hijacked. We're getting emotionally uh, set up. It's funny, the guy, Joe, who I said I was just playing with, and he basically got bent sideways, and then I said, let's just pause this thing. And he goes, well, well, we should move forward or whatever. Maybe we just need some emotional intelligence. And I left it alone because I want to say, yeah, it says the spider to the fly, yeah, says the pot to the kettle. Yeah, says the, right? <laughs> Duh. I was playing being silly, and this guy comes off. Of me, and he wants me to work with him and do him a favor. I'd say, yeah, you might want to look in the mirror and say you might want st- to start with some emotional intelligence. What is emotional intelligence? The ability to sense, understand, and effectively apply the power and the acumen of emotions. See, it's not enough to have feelings. Emotional intelligence requires that we learn to acknowledge and value these feelings in ourselves and others, and that we appropriately respond to them, effectively applying the information or energy in our daily life and work. you got to get this. We have emotion for a reason. And emotional intelligence is basically the right emotion with the right intensity at the right time for the right reason directed direct toward the right person in the right way. And this is not easy. This is why we get emotionally hijacked. And Daniel Goleman identified five elements of our makeup that could attribute to emotional intelligence at work, self-awareness. How much do we understand our own mood states, emotions? That's part of emotional intelligence. And in my training, I get people to become more self-aware. We're totally unaware. In my training, people become aware of being unaware. Self-regulation. How good are we thinking before we act? See, remember the mind is six times faster we can talk. And so, how good are you thinking before you act? Because you're made to think before you act. Are you able to control your moods and impulses? Avoid your behavior, the negative consequences for for us and others. How about motivation? How strong is your desire to relentlessly pursue your goal? What are your general energy levels like? Have you got a passion for life, for work that's beyond money and power? What's your bigger why? Empathy. That's what's lacking the world. today. We don't need justice. We need mercy and grace. Be careful what you ask for. The justice you ask for, ladies and gentlemen, is someday gonna come knocking at your door. And most of you will not answer the door. I'm gonna tell you that right now. How easy do we find it to see another person's point of view? Are you willing to get out of your own map of reality and walk a mile in someone else's shoes? That's what we're called to do. And the last one is social skills. How easily are you able to build rapport and find common ground in order to effectively manage your relationships? In a world today where it's my way or the highway, That if you don't vote the way I do on every issue, then I don't even give you space to breathe. We need to start going back to these basics. This is why you need to learn about why are you here? Ask and answer those existential questions. This is why you got to clean up some hurt from the past. Got to set a vision for the future. This is why you got to get some pressure applied to you in a safe environment where you can be squeezed. Because when life squeezes you, the only thing that can can come out of you is what's in you. And if you're in the fire of the moment, if you're in alligators and, and all that stuff, you're never going to learn the lesson that you were meant to learn. That's why I have this something called EQ, Communicating Power of Thought and Emotion Record. And it's a nine step process, I'm sorry, eight step process that allows you to go back, reflect back on something that happened that didn't turn out the way you wanted. It has, takes you through eight steps to check that out, to learn from it, to set up a better possible outcome, and to learn the mistakes. Not to beat yourself up, not to shame you, not to feel guilty, but to do better. Because that's what we're called to be. A little bit better today than yesterday, a little bit better tomorrow than today. That's why we're on the radio for an hour a day, every day. Be here. Join us. Work your noodle. You are under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does.
0: As a constant law attorney, former senior legal advisor and personal counsel to President Donald J. Trump. Jenna Ellis believes in the rule of law and the importance of integrity in our elections. And on the Jenna Ellis podcast, she tackles the big cultural and legal issues facing America. Don't miss a single episode of the Jenna Ellis Show. Follow today at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or at SalemPodcastNetwork.com.
3: Decisions, decisions, decisions. Retirement is full of them. Tune in to this week's Money Matters with Alan Mike. The guys will be talking about some of the decisions that retirees make that they come to regret later. Whether financial, non-financial, or lifestyle decisions, make them wisely. Because the stakes are high. Alan Mike have solutions and strategies for you. Make sure you listen to Money Matters with Alan Mike. 9 a.m. Sunday on Freedom 1570. Or call them now at 855-231-6010.